Greg, Maya, and Betty are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They're just a bunch of nerds who enjoy talking about movies, shows, and current events. So sit back, grab a coffee, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of All Queued Up. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of All Queued Up. This is your review podcast tied to streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, Disney Plus, etc., etc., etc. I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Maya Don Fisher and Betty Badger. How have you two been this week? So far, okay. How about you, Maya? Pretty fucking fantastic, actually. Uh, wonderful, wonderful week uh, for me. Uh, especially a hey, football season's back. I'm a oh huge football fan. The fucking Raiders. Uh, yeah, my my team, uh, my favorite team is the Raiders. I've been a Raiders fan since I was a wee a, a, a wee wee lass. Um, and they had a AFib inducing game Monday night. Oh my <laughs> god! I thought I was going to die. But they ended up winning in overtime, which was great. Uh, I went 3-0 and on my fantasy football teams this week and absolutely destroyed in two of them uh, and had to come from behind winning one. And then we had a fun session of D&D yesterday, and then tomorrow is my second appointment for uh, laser hair removal. So, yeah, I'm just getting a new TV tomorrow. Uh I've got it already ready to go. Just got to pick it up at Best Buy after I get out of my appointment tomorrow. So, yeah, things are going great. But, you know, as much good news as I have, how about you, Greg? You got any good news that you want to share with the world today? That's my official driver's license. I, uh, as some of the listeners have probably heard, I have spent the past 20 years of my life attempting to get my license. I've taken the permit test eight, nine times in my life, and just some hurdle gets right in my way of being able to get my license. And, uh, well, today I succeeded as of recording. I went and took my permit test this morning and pulled in the parking lot. And she goes, well, you passed today, Gregory, and uh, you only got five marks, so that's good. You needed you if it was fifteen, you would have failed. And I'm like, fuck, yes. So now we got. I'm absolutely thrilled for you. Happy for you. Uh, uh, when you sent that message, I, I immediately said to Misty, "I was like, Greg passed," and she's like, "Yay! <laughs> Tell him I'm proud of him." <laughs> it's 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 a nice little cap off from the stress that I've had uh, the past three days. Um, as some of you may have heard, there has been some family tragedies in, in my in the past few months. Uh, back in April was a horrible one, and then about a month ago was another one that really fucking sucked. And it's all been affecting my mom because it's her family. And uh, the biggest problem with this one was that because uh, my aunt's room was kind of closed off from the police trying to investigate the situation, um, there wasn't any like strong, hey, if you open this, it's against the law situation. So her roommate named David, um, uh, he uh, he decided to go in anyway and start taking stuff out. This stressed my mom out to no end. And I said, fuck it. Let's get in the car and go there and get, get the stuff that you want. Family heirlooms and shit like that. Stuff that's important to her. 
Um, and uh, we were going to do that Sunday evening, but the guy that guy David I was talking about is a flake, never around. So we had to schedule for uh, Monday morning. And it was a two and a half hour drive there, loading up the car with as much stuff as we possibly could. And then a two and a, two and a half hour drive back, the, to which I did all of that. Um, longest distance drive I've done so far, fucking exhausting. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Um, and then uh, I had scheduled, I had already scheduled before this conversation on Sunday. I had scheduled my driver's test for Tuesday morning. And uh, so exhausted on, you know, Monday night, Tuesday morning, I head there. She goes, all right, we're going to test the brakes, press the brake. And so I do. And she's like, okay, so we're going to have to not do the test today because your driver's side brake light is out. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. She's like, but if you reschedule right now, you can try to come back in tomorrow morning. And so it's just been, it's been a, the, the past few days have been a hassle and exhausting. And I'm so fucking happy that to cap it off. I finally got my goddamn driver's license. Fuck yeah, man. It's Fuck it, yes. It makes everything that I've been going through worth it at this point. But I did have a funny joke. Someone in the um, half-empty group said, what are you going to do to celebrate? And I went, run errands. <laughs> so, um, hey, here's the thing now. You're never you're not going to be under a time crunch anymore to get things done other than like appointments that are locked in. Now you can do things at your leisure. It's like, yeah, your parents say, hey, I need you to run to the grocery store. We got to go before it gets dark. You don't have to now. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Because my dad uh, has uh, night blindness. So we'd have to do all of our stuff before it got dark for him. Don't have to fucking worry about any of that anymore. The other thing. Is uh, I haven't been going. I have not been going to the gym for the past few weeks because it's been so busy and uh, trying to schedule me going in and my dad like having to wake up at seven with me to go to the gym and all this. It's a pain in the ass. Guess what? He doesn't have to do now. Yeah. Exactly. He can have a lion while you go and get a workout in. It's awesome. Um. Well, before we start, I have a little joke for you two. Uh I was driving past a, uh, a prison the other day and I saw a, a little person trying to uh, escape out of the uh, out of the prison out of like one of the top areas and I realized that that's a little condescending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing, huh? Just nothing. All right. <laughs> I fucking love that joke. I mean, it's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> I shall employ it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, last week we, we said that we we're going to watch episode six of What If. <laughs> wow. It's episode six of What If and the movie Kate on Netflix. Well, I had forgotten that uh, Why the Last Man started Monday. So we had to crunch in three episodes so we could have it to review here, which means that, you know, for the next few weeks, there'll be What If and uh, Why the Last Man until like maybe it's a, another thing pops up that we want to add it. But anyway. Regardless, we're going to review episode six of What If, the movie Kate on Netflix, and the first three episodes of Why the Last Man. On Hulu. on Hulu. Yeah. The great, great thing about this show, you don't have to have a Hulu account per se, or like a paid one, because you just have to deal with commercials. So if you want to watch the show, it's borderline basically free. Which is pretty fantastic. Yeah. I'll deal with commercials to not have another fucking subscription service. Um. Yeah, yeah. 
why don't we go ahead and start with the movie Kate, and then we'll go into What If and finish with Why the Last Man. That sound good? That sounds good to me. What about you, Betty? Yeah. Perfect. All right. So, Kate on Netflix, starring... Um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I was going to say the wrong name. That's why I just paused. Uh, and uh, Woody Harrelson. <clears throat> um, the uh, The theme of the movie is that Kate is a as an assassin and um she is poisoned and has a whole day to basically exact revenge uh that's the basics of it but it all takes place in tokyo so you have a lot of uh japanese and anime references through the whole fucking movie um i basically described this movie as uh the action from john wick and the craziness from um uh the Jason Statham movie where he's like he has to like take adrenaline and shock his heart. Crank. Crank. Thank you. Like because like I said, she has less than a day to to exact revenge. So it felt like it had that speediness of crank while being like the I thought that the ad the fight sequences were very John Wick. But um what do you guys think? What do you would you would you two think? Go first, Maya. I thought it was fun. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I've seen similar plots before, but this one was done in yeah. a fun way. Uh, also, you know, I, I do have uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead kind of gets my lady parts tingling. Uh, I, mean, I don't blame you. Like, I think the first <laughs> thing I ever saw her in was uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, and I was like, "Yep, yep." <laughs> uh, no, but uh, you know, it was kind of predictable in the fact that okay, she's gone on a job, the job went wrong, uh, and then ten months later, she's supposed to finish out this long job that had started months prior and that they revealed that they had been working on the this line taking out these yakuza bosses for like seven years um and then when she goes to before she goes to perform the job she's poisoned uh when she tries to finish the job she botches it ends up in a chase, uh, crashes the car, wakes up in the hospital, and finds out she's been uh, poisoned with polonium-204, which is... Very specific. Uh, very, very <laughs> specific, and also going to be very lethal. It is pretty yeah, much fatal. Highly radioactive. Yeah, highly radioactive. Kills, kills you by radioactive poisoning within... I mean, well, in this instance, less than 24 hours. I also think it was the dosage that they gave her, too, that, that caused that length in time. I could be wrong, but that's what yeah, I, I don't know how much it takes, but... It, it, was, do, it also doesn't matter. Like, I think that that was just the catalyst to move uh, a, a specific plot forward. Yeah. Um, you yeah. could have literally just said, she was poisoned by radiation, and it would have been just as fine. But they went very specific on it, and I was like, okay. <laughs> Uh, 
I uh yeah, like you said, the 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 twist, the twist, like I saw in the first like fifteen minutes. Um, mm-hmm. I think my mom did too, and that's that's saying a lot because she usually doesn't catch those. Um, but uh, yeah, it didn't move the needle. I mean, oh. if it moved the needle in any direction, it was that like women can just as be as badass action movie stars as men. Oh, um, I think yeah, that's we've been known established. That. We've known right. that since Sigourney Weaver. Right. Well, and I think that's, that's like, when I say well on that, because I think a big issue that society has is they don't think back on those badass women in movies. They just, whenever you think action film, you're like, ooh, Steven Seagal and Chuck Norris and shit like that. And you're just like, no, like, there were others. No, there, there are plenty others. of action movies out there with women in them. And I don't think in this day and age, it's that's really an issue. Um, because, you know, Kill Bill. Right. Very popular set of movies. Very much centered around females. And Quentin Tarantino yeah. likes to center. He, he likes badass female characters. He That's what he does. But, I, you know, with this one... Uh, when you talk about it not moving the needle, I think you are right. I thought it was a good movie for what it is, but it is very much a trope. Um, you know, you say you caught in, you caught on like, you know, the first 15 minutes. I knew before even starting this movie who killed her. <laughs> I mean, I was like, yeah, I know exactly what I'm walking into right now. So if, it's, yeah. <laughs> if it counts for anything, I didn't even know Woody Harrelson was in the movie until it started. I was like, huh? All right. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, like, uh, I was really, really, really impressed with the action sequences. Um, I love action sequences that flow like that, uh, that kind of feel like it's just being filmed in the moment. It's a good flow. And, you know, the soundtrack I loved, Oh yeah, you know, the, the soundtrack was great. I couldn't uh, tell if the, if the band in the, uh, the club that, she goes and gets the girl in. I don't remember character names. Annie, thank you. Uh, I couldn't tell if that was baby metal or not, but I really hope that it was baby metal. It didn't sound like baby metal to me, but yeah, that's what I was thinking because the, the it wasn't heavy metal. It was just like to the Googles. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I fucking love baby metal. They are fantastic. Yeah, you should talk to Deke about that because he loves it too. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I've seen my baby metal at is at his house. I don't watch it here. <laughs> it was funny. I, I mentioned that. I was like, I wonder if that's baby metal. And I was like, what's that? And I explained it. I was like, it's, you know, kind of poppy sounding singing over heavy metal. And she goes, well, that doesn't sound like heavy metal. Is baby metal a genre? No, it's a band. But there are others that do that 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 style. Oh, it's basically cute little girls dressed in uh, Lolita black costumes and, you know, rocking that, out to heavy metal while sounding like little five-year-old girls. You know? So the band that was on stage playing in particular in that club was a band called Band Maid, which yeah. makes sense because they were dressed as maids. Yeah. Uh, and the song's called Choose Me. Um, have you guys ever heard of Lady Beard? It sounds familiar. But I so he is a heavy metal singer. He does the kind of. Oh, rock. yes. I've seen him. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's 
Now that is one that I've watched at this house, and I've watched it a few times because it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, but anyway, like um, yeah, my dad notices also notice right away the uh, a lot of the anime stuff too, like that chase sequence with the with her like kind of losing her shit in the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I was like, I've seen this in multiple animes. <laughs> um, and that's I think. That's what I can't figure out is if they were taking inspiration from anime or or American action movies or a combination. Because I know that John Wick kind of borrows a lot from anime too. So well, you know, that's the thing. Anime has anime was the action flicks before the action flicks, I guess. You know, yeah. I mean I think that they have strongly influenced action flicks overall. I think that, you know, a lot of things from Asian cultures have influenced how we do our action filming here. And I mean, it just, it blends well. It did. It blends well. I mean, you know, again, the scenes were great. Yeah. It's, it's a good movie. I'm not, chomping at the bit to watch it again but you know I'm, it's a good movie you know if you want to sit down that's, and watch a fun action flick watch this movie exactly i think that's something that i i kind of i've told a few people now is like you're gonna predict everything you're mm-hmm. gonna know what's coming it's not moving the needle it doesn't do anything new but it is a great popcorn flick yeah just chill maybe get high have a drink enjoy this fucking movie that's as simple as it gets so um any other thoughts before we move on to grades since we have a lot to review today. No. All right. Well, uh, Maya, why don't you get started on the on the grading of it? Uh, I mean, I give it a C plus. Uh, it, it's not setting the world on fire, but it wasn't bad. It was, you know, it's definitely worth a watch once. Um, you know, it's it's just slightly better than average. I would say, uh, but it's 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 a slick and polished looking movie in places. Uh, but it's predictable, but and it's still good enough to be fun. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Betty? Betty? Uh, I would give it a B. You know, it's not, it, it's a good movie for what it is. It's a good movie. But like you said, you're don't go into this expecting to, you know, get a whole bunch of insight out of it or anything because it is very much a trope movie, but it's a comfort movie. You know, if if you're looking for something in this genre, absolutely watch it. It's got great actors. The story's not bad, but you do know what's coming. So don't be disappointed in that. If you figure it out in the first 15 minutes, that's, yeah, it's going to (laughs) happen. What about you, Greg? Uh, I I, want to basically bounce off of your review i give it a b as well and it, i i love the term comfort food or comfort movie um it's this movie is hey i feel like a burger but i don't really want to spend that much so let me get something familiar and you go to your favorite fast food joint and you get a burger yeah. that's what this movie is uh and you're not you're not dissatisfied you're not you know like holy shit like i have to have that burger again that's this movie <laughs> so i wholeheartedly agree with that sentiment. All right. Perfect. Well, yeah. Um, if you guys are looking for a movie to watch, that you know, just turn off your brain and have fun. There you go. Um, all right. So we're going to review episode six of Marvel's What If. 
which is what if Killmonger saved Tony Stark? Uh, the 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 turn or the question in that is like when in the very beginning of Iron Man, the very first MCU movie, um, when Tony is blasted by his own bomb, to which gets the shrapnel on his chest and the Ten Rings kidnap him. What if Killmonger knew about it and saved him? Uh, I will say right off the bat, the thing I really enjoyed about this what if was that it immediately goes into this doesn't quite make sense. Explain it right now. And then he's like, oh, I got, you know, intel that Obadiah Shane was trying to kill him. And I went to that location. Um, because even, you know, the news anchor was just like, you're 400 clicks away. How does that work? So I really fucking appreciate that. I think there was some what ifs that happened before we got to that point that we all completely missed. Sure. I mean, that's, that's one of the things that I kind of felt was like, um, okay. But I know there's a lot of shit that had to go down for this. What if to take place? So there's a, what if chain reaction going on here (laughs) and we're about five, six clicks in the reaction. (laughs) One of the biggest difference I will say, Betty, about this show or this 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 show's way of telling what if that's different than the comic is the comic does one of two things. It goes, hey, here's like a page, two pages and a half of explanation up to the what if. So that way you kind of understand where the direction everything was going. Or it literally just changes one small thing right off the bat. Um this show isn't inherently doing that. This show is creating a scenario that happened off screen and then telling us the primary story. And in some cases, not even technically finishing it, like in this episode. <laughs> um, because I would love to know what the fuck Shuri and Pepper Potts are going to do next. Right. Uh, but as for how this story played out, I really fucking enjoyed it. I don't know about YouTube, but I, I thought it was fun. I was like, oh, this is a great fucking idea. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a bad episode. I I did, I don't know, I was confused about the whole, you know, once he takes the, the Irby stuff, the purple stuff, and he goes into the other realm, why the fuck would they let him become the next Black Panther? Why didn't they just tear his soul out of him right there and then and say, nope, not for you? And then everybody would have known. You know what? They didn't approve of this guy. There must have been something up. Well, from what I gather, at least from this interpretation, is that the view of Bast is... Uh, it's, it's, Bast is a god in the same way that you know the Christian god is. It's, it's humans interpreting what's happening as the will of their god. And um, so Killmonger being there and doing all that is like because in the comic bass is a real thing Bast, you know shows up from time to time to actually give guidance or actually give help which yeah. makes sense that's right. the thing it's like you know wait a minute why is she like the christian god when we have thor and we have loki why is she not an avatar of something herself you know so I mean, there there was a great bit 
on uh, TikTok that I saw in regards to that Betty. And it was referring to the comics exclusively, not so much the MCU, but you could you could still get the same thing from the MCU. But it was uh, t- Tony talking to Captain America because Steve is a Christian in the comics. And then, you know, like I, I he had, they haven't really established in the MCU, but in the comics he's a Christian. And uh, and it's Tony talking to Steve and he's like, so you still believe in Jesus, right? And he's like, yeah, it's, you know, I'm still a Christian. He's like, doesn't that seem a little odd to you? And then Steve will be talking. He's like, hey, Thor, what's up? Yeah. Like, what's up, Hercules? <laughs> Just consistently, like, mentioning the other pantheons, gods, and things like that in this conversation between Tony and Steve. Steve's just, Tony's just like, all right, man. <laughs> I mean, are we saying that the purple drink is literally nothing but purple drink and it makes you hallucinate? And that was just his subconscious talking to him as T'Challa instead of actually being T'Challa on a ghost plane with Bast and so- Raiden rip his throat out. My, I, my my assumption on the on the purple drink is that it is uh it's from the flower that was affected by the vibranium so it's almost like you're having vibranium like put into your system to make you stronger um and the the ancestral plane vision that you get is the actual ancestral plane but that is just to guide you and not necessarily whether to say you're worthy of it or not um because even in the context of that scene where it's him and him and uh T'Challa, there clearly was, they weren't going to take it away from him. Well, yeah, that's why I was like, because I was thinking as soon as he woke up in that purple world, I was like, he's going to die. And I was like, whoa, he didn't die. <laughs> no, I, yeah. And, and, and that's the other thing. I think even if, I, I hope that they kind of talk to, uh, oh, what's his name? The guy who directed Black Panther, who also wrote it. I'm gonna draw a blank on his name. Oh, because you draw blanks on everybody's names. It's true, unless it's a fictional character that I've read for fucking years. Um. Anyway, the guy who directed Black Panther. I want to know if they consulted him for this. What if? And maybe they maybe they got the ancestral plane thing wrong. I I I don't know how it works. I'm just making conjectures as somebody who doesn't completely understand the Marvel universe yet. So that's you know. fair. Well, they, and and the MCU is different than the comics. Like I said, Bast doesn't seem like an actual entity in the MCU, where in the comics Bast is. So I I generally have to shrug my shoulders. But uh, oh, Ryan Coogler, by the way, Ryan Coogler, Jesus. Uh, anyway, um, uh, Michael B. Jordan is a fucking fantastic voice actor. There's that, which is refreshing considering. Oh, yeah. And he's hot as a cartoon as well as a real person. Fair enough. (laughs) Also, I don't know who's, like, the guy that's voicing Tony doing a great fucking, uh, Robert Downey Jr. impression. Yeah. Yeah, he really did. I knew as soon as uh, Pepper spoke, though, I was like, that's not Pepper Potts. Yeah, I was like, that's not Gwyneth. So who did they get to play her? I had to go look it up. And yeah, it, I mean, you know, again, not a bad episode, but there's a lot of what ifs that I'm like, well, how did we get here? You know, because some shit had to go down for us to completely get to this point. So I'm like, how did we get here? What, yeah. what little butterfly created this big butterfly? 
Yeah. Yeah, you you and my dad are very similar in that where he, you know, he was he was kind of saying the same things of like, I want to know what happened bef- like with Killmonger before saving Tony. Like they kind of told us, but we didn't get to see it. And then he was like, and I don't know why it has to end where it's not the actual end of the story. So I totally get where you're coming from. Um, I mean, it does show us that, you know, while some characters in the Marvel universe can absolutely switch, some of them are just kind of seemingly inherently evil. (laughs) That I think he didn't change. Yeah, I was gonna say that I that that was something I thought was interesting where uh um the watcher calls Killmonger a villain, but I never saw Killmonger as a villain. Mm-mm. I saw him as somebody trying to exact revenge for the for the wrongs that he had been gifted, if you will. And Isn't that how a lot of villains start out though? Not necessarily. So uh a lot of Marvel villains, a lot of them are just rich assholes trying to get richer. Um, whereas Killmonger, it was like his dad was ousted from Wakanda and then uh, like... And why was his dad ousted from Wakanda? Because for trying sold... to sell vibranium. In yeah. America. So rightfully, he was ousted from Wakanda but again, while it might well, not be a common trope in Marvel Universe, it is a common trope that villains usually, they don't sure. always start off as bad people. I, Hitler was not born a bad baby. You know, uh, by the time we got to him being rejected from art school, he was, he became a villain, you know? Right, right. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's, it's like we discussed, like the term villain fits a certain motif where it doesn't others but i know that that's a broad and generalized term so you can consider killmonger a villain um and i would go as far as saying a sympathetic villain uh whereas like yeah like yellow jacket or Obadiah stain they're just villains they're just they're, there's nothing sympathetic about those guys um that being like all of that being said uh it felt like there was more maliciousness or malicious intent with Eric in this what if then in the Black Panther movie. It could just be me though. I don't know. Maybe. Well, you know, he got more playtime. This was about him. This was about his character. It wasn't about T'Challa. It wasn't about Wakanda. It was about him. So we got it's to true. see his motives and his, you know, his intent and how it played out very fully in this episode where we didn't get that in the movie. You know, he was in the movie. Yes, he's a great character. I love him. But his role in the movie was not as extensive as his role in this episode. Yeah, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Wholeheartedly agree. Uh, but it was fun. It was fun. I, you know, like crit- criticisms aside, like I, I, I still enjoyed it quite extensively. I enjoyed it uh, better than last week's. Absolutely. A fucking mm-hmm. an actor, an actor that I don't feel like gets enough praise because he's usually in a green screen situation. But Andy Circus is fucking fantastic. Oh, absolutely. That man acts just like anything he touches is gold, I swear. Uh, Ulysses Claw is the character, by the way, Betty, that I'm referring to. I don't know if you knew that in that situation. Yeah, yeah, Andy Serkis, he played uh, uh, 
one of the like the main ape in the remake of Planet of the Apes. Those that trilogy, oh. Caesar. Uh, he was also Gollum in all of oh, the Lord of the Rings. And yeah, I know who that is. <clears throat> I've seen him. Um, him and uh, uh, he's a tall, lanky dude. He's on Star Trek Discovery as one of the aliens. He was also played Ape Sapien and the Doug Jones. And- Doug yes, Jones. Doug Jones. That guy is also fucking phenomenal. Yes. And nobody knows his actual face. <laughs> oh, I know his face. It's oh, it's good. very alien looking. <laughs> I mean, he's <laughs> again, he's very suited to what he plays. He's got a very even his face screams otherworldly. There are yeah. just certain actors out there who are meant to play otherworldly characters because and they have that kind of face. Yeah, that's Andy Circus. Like, love yeah. the guy to death. He has a weird looking face and mm-hmm. it fucking works. So, but, uh, but yeah, um, any other thoughts either of you have before we give it a grade? No, not really. All right. Betty, why don't you get to go first on it? I'll definitely give this one a B plus. It was good. Again, I would, I would still. This is me just being me. I want to know about the little butterfly that created the big butterfly. But overall, it was a good episode, and uh, you know, voice acting was great. And again, I can't say anything really bad about it. So yeah, B plus. What about you, Maya? Uh, I'd give it a B. Um... It was it was a fun episode. It was definitely better than last week's episode. Um, I like the premise, you know. And this is, I think, the second episode now. Maybe the third one that's ended with the story not being fully realized, and it makes me wonder what they're going to do for a second season. If you know, it's approved for a second season. Are they going to have like? remember this story from last time let's see what continues what if you know what if this had happened let's see how it continues to play out or if this is it either way you know i'm I'm satisfied with what they have told but i would still there is a part of me that does want to see where it ultimately would have gone uh, there is a there's a part of me that wants to see that uh, but you know it doesn't hurt the story that they did tell regardless in my in my opinion but it, it was a lot of fun and uh you know i'm curious as to what the last three episodes are i know um, i know two of them are one's called party thor and the other one's called like um ultron infinity or infinitum or something like that and what i understand about that is like ultron gets the vision body oh okay cool so, but I don't know what that other one is. I don't remember. And I'm I, I I'm done looking at what order they're in because that was fucking way off last time. But hmm. uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just you know agree with you guys. I'm gonna say B B plus. Uh, really solid episode. Really fun. Um, I would have liked to seen more. Like I feel like an hour long episode would have been really good for this. Uh, but um, but yeah, I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was bad at all. Oh, the, the, the other episode is Tony Stark on Sakaar. So, don't know what that is. Oh, okay. But, uh, but yeah, um, I'm really hoping we get Party Thor next week. I think we need a lighthearted what if. <laughs> yeah. It's been really, really heavy since episode two. Uh, now, are they doing another Black Panther movie? 
Yes. Yeah. It'll be called um, Wakanda Forever. Be called, yeah, Wakanda Forever, and it's going to centerize on five characters through the whole movie instead of just being about T'Challa, because obviously they're not going to try to replace Chadwick Boseman. They're just going to be like, hey, so he's off screen doing other things. They're going to reference T'Challa and that T'Challa is doing something as Black Panther or whatever. Can there be female Black Panthers? Absolutely. Sure, he's been Black Panther in the comics. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I like Black Panther a lot, so I was hoping, because I've noticed there's been a lot of episodes with T'Challa in them and Wakanda, and so I was thinking, well, with all these references, they've got to be doing another one. So, yeah, yeah, I was like, um, yeah, Ryan Coogler was actually writing uh, the second movie when Chadwick passed away. Um, and he had to completely do a 180 on it because he didn't know where to take it. And he was adamant that people are not going to accept another actor playing Ch- T'Challa. He was not okay with that. So the plan that him and Kevin Feige and a couple other guys had come together was what if Wakanda or what if Black Panther 2 or Wakanda Forever is a. Uh, anthology style story that ties everything together and is a jumping off point for a couple new characters like Riri Williams who will become Ironheart. So that's going to be fun. Um, If you don't know who Ironheart is in the comics, she was a 15 year old mega genius uh, who decided to make her own Iron Man suit and she calls herself Ironheart. Cool. I don't know if she'll be 15, but... (laughs) All right, so now that we got those two things down, we got one more thing to review. Uh, as Maya and I have stated, this is a comic that we both have read that we love. Um, and this show has been in development hell for way hey, too long. I remember mm-hmm. back in, I remember back in like 2010 they were talking about bringing it to a movie or TV and it just never got off the ground. Oh uh, yeah. But finally we have. Of first three episodes on Hulu, why the last man, why colon the last man. Uh, the premise, if you don't know, it's very simple. A plague hits the earth that kills every single living person with a Y chromosome. Well, not just not just humans, every species yeah. that has a Y chromosome, every living species, male just drops. Except for poor York. And his capuchin monkey ampersand, which I've always loved that name for that monkey. Me too. Uh, and um, the show starts off with the 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 thick of it, and York is just in L.A. or in L.A. Sorry, New York, trying to survive, and then it jumps back to the very like even before the plague, and you get to meet a lot of our characters and what they were going through before the plague hit. Um. I personally felt like these three episodes could have been two. Uh, I felt like there was a lot more um, dialogue than was absolutely necessary. Uh, It felt like a little standish. If you remember, I complained about the stand just taking too much time with certain characters when they could have just made the, you know, kept the plot going forward. Um, And there are a few characters where they're like their story that was happening in like the first and second episode does not matter at all. And I get why it's there. It's building that character because we're going to see that character a lot. But I felt like there was enough 
and it just kept going and going and going. And I'm like, uh -huh. <laughs> um, and I know, again, I know that's a me thing. I know that's something that I have an issue with when it comes to stories, but it was just a little plotting. And I'm like, <laughs> but, um, I'm curious what you think of the show, Betty. I like it. <clears throat> I mean, uh, some of the things that you were talking about, I actually think because they do have female writers on the staff, that's why these things were brought up. Because there's one thing that a lot of women like, it's gossiping <laughs> and knowing about certain little details that have no bearing or effect on anything else that's going to happen in the future. But you need to know what the color of Becky's dress was that she wore to prom back in 1989. Fair Did she enough, have the enough. radar dish bangs or was she going for the slick look, you know? Yeah, that's I mean, what I absolutely do not care about. <laughs> yeah. And that's just, you know, I mean, so it didn't bother me that much. And I did find it funny because, you know, again, I've talked about this before. We watch it with subtitles on and it's like, oh, her husband has a name. They gave him a name in this. You know, that's pretty cool because he's about to die. <laughs> so he's not in this for five minutes that you probably see his dead body more than you do him. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, so I was impressed with that. I was like, wow, he gets his own name for five minutes of screen time. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, I, I have to say that my first impressions with these three episodes, watched them all that night and I, I enjoyed it. I paid attention and, you know, it's like, yeah, this is cool. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, I, I have to say I was watching the Raider game with the first two episodes. I like, I had it on my phone while the game was on the TV and I had my headphones in so I couldn't, you know, hear my parents yelling that much, but, um, I'm really glad that I did because there were conversations that were happening that I'm sitting there going like, I know this character and I know what they're going to go through. Why do we have to have this conversation between these characters? Like, it's not going to matter by episode three. I kept thinking that. And, um, and then I was in there thinking like, well, I know why it's there. It's so that way people become attached to these characters. So that when they, when they go through this horribly traumatic event, you're not sitting there detached from it because you got to see the character before. Yeah. You get a glimpse. I mean, it's just the, the smallest glimpse of some of these women's lives before it was all taken away because it yeah. a thousand percent doesn't do that in the comic by the way like it centralizes on york for like the first few issues and then him getting to dc to see his mom thanks to 355 so who is badass by the way oh, yeah. they, could not, they could not have done a better job casting her and and making that character like pop off the fucking comic book yeah, I told Jeff, I was like, you know, if all the men died, that's my girl right there. I'm hooking up with her. <laughs> no, the se yeah, the, the second that she starts doing something, I'm like, it felt like the first time Michonne showed up in Walking Dead. Like, identical to the comic. Which is super happy for, you know, 
or super happy. It well, see, super and happy. here's the thing. I have no idea about the comic, never seen it, never right. read it, had no idea it existed until a couple of months ago. So when I was watching the first part where, you know, she's making that bomb and then the dude's like, you know, get in the room. They don't want to know that someone like you is, I was like, girl, you going to take that like that? And then she climbs out the window and is jogging away and just, Boom. I was like, oh my God, I love her. I love her. Yeah. The, like, the the greatest part about that shot was A, the explosion was so satisfying. Mm-hmm. When when a movie or TV show does an explosion and it looks and feels like that, oh, it's like it's like trying. <coughs> I'm trying to think of like something that's really satisfying to watch. It's like popping bubble wrap, you know. It has that nice feeling to it. You're just like, oh, just perfect fucking bloom of the explosion. And then it's her... like a money shot. Yeah, I can go that route. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> or let's just be simplistic. It's like blowing something up. It's amazing. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, there are some times where they blow things up and they're like, let's make it look realistic. I'm like, a realistic is boring. Like, do a movie explosion. It's fucking much better. But. And they did that, and I was like, oh. And then, of course, her in the foreground, not even flinching. I know, right? It was gorgeous. I mean, because I was so upset at first. I was like, girl, you going to take that shit? You know, I was like, oh. And then just watch her running away with that little smirk grin on her face. I was like, oh, I love you. I love you. Who are you? I need to know who you are. (laughs) She's the badass who will be with York for the remainder of the show. Well, thank uh, God, because he needs a nanny. That's <laughs> another thing. I think that drove me nuts about people not knowing the plot to this story was uh, because we've read the comic, and Maya and I can contest this, York is a goddamn moron. A lot. Like, he's, does, he's not illogical or uh, 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 unknowledgeable. Like, he, he, he knows quite a bit. I mean, he, he was, you know, recognizing names that worked in the government before the event. Um. But like, you know, the scene where his 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 mom is saying, uh, like, we have to do this to save mankind. And but we have to keep you hidden because of this. And she's thinking strategically and logically. He's just like, did I tell I got a, I got engaged? Shut the fuck up, York. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, again, another thing about him popping off the fucking comic, like. I don't know if you felt the same way, Maya, but for me, I was like, wow, that's really fucking good in that. And to keep oh, yeah. in mind, the show isn't exactly like the comic. There's been a lot of differences already. Well, yeah, but... you got to change things for the visual screen, I assume. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, I'm not going to even attempt to look at the comic until after this is de- said and done. Because like Fair I enough. said, I don't like to I don't like to mix things when I'm trying to enjoy just I'm one do, form of it. You yeah, know? I'm gonna do I'm gonna do the same thing when Wheel of Time comes out. I'm watching the show before I even touch a book, if I touch mm-hmm. a book. So um but uh I don't no, know I, if you should touch a book because if you don't like long drawn out narratives about things <laughs> like what Moraine was wearing, I I definitely say watch the show, don't read the books, you're not gonna like it. <laughs> Fair, enough. Fair enough. Uh yeah, I don't know. I I'm, I'm I'm just trying to think of other things that happen. Like, uh, well, I'd like to hear what Maya thought about it in in yeah, your you position, you know, and as as somebody in the 
the trans community because when I first saw the guys that were left, I was like, wait a minute, I thought there was only one dude left. And it's like, though, those are dudes that don't have Y chromosomes. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, because I was like, those are dudes, those are dudes, you know. <laughs> And, I don't care. And, Me, that's a dude. <laughs> and played by actual transgender men. Yep. Spot on. Um, how, I mean, how did it... What did you see? What did you think when you saw it? Portrayed? Well, uh, for, for the rippers, from the representation aspect? From the representation aspect first and then as the personal aspect. Uh, uh, I think it's a wonderful thing. You know, it's like the showrunner is female, you know, there are a majority of, if I'm not, if not all of the directors are female, uh, yeah, pretty, I'm pretty sure they are all female, I think. Uh, and possibly, I think there may be a transgender female director too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Or at least writers there are, for sure. There are, from what I understood, two transgender women writers. And I think one director. Yeah, I wonder. I, uh, let me double check that. I might be too. I think. But I think that's fast, f fantastic because, you know, the comic didn't quite deal with uh, transgender so much uh, in the original comic. It did not. They, they it, I mean, it was really only mentioned that trans men survived because they didn't have Y chromosomes, and that was about the extent that it was touched upon. So, you know, seeing seeing Sam, uh, Hero's friend, uh, you know, he's upset because his friends left. And they took all the testosterone. He's only got a two-week supply of testosterone left. You know, and where's he going to get more? What does that mean for someone like him? I mean, what happens if, if he stops taking his testosterone? Uh, basically, you know, without the blockers, uh, estrogen blockers that he would need to take, his body will start producing to uh, stop producing testosterone and start producing estrogen again and he will lose his masculine traits and his femininity will come back oh bless his heart yeah yeah, yeah. i think that was a really sad moment also when he you know when he says like something about like this is the last of the testosterone or like they took the rest of it or something like that yeah they took the rest because they had a shitload of it mm -hmm. i saw all those vials and you know, to only have two weeks left. I mean, you know, I didn't understand the full ramifications, but I knew that it was not going to be good for him. So that's why I asked you because you, you have more experience with this. But well, say, for instance, if I went one day without taking my hormones and my testosterone blocker, I feel completely off. I like just doesn't feel right. Uh, fortunately, I've only missed one day once in the past 10 months, thankfully. And that day sucked. <laughs> um, but to know that, oh no, I've only got two weeks of this left, 
what is going to happen to me. It's a terrifying thought. Yeah. Absolutely. But you, you know, know that's that's the thing about this show. The whole thing should be terrifying. Like oh, everything yeah. about this show should scare you. you know, oh, it absolutely like, does. You know, I, I'm, I'm sure there are people out there that are like, oh, I would love a, a world where it's just totally ruled by women and, you know, only women. Well, you're getting a glimpse into a reality, and I think they're glossing over a lot of things uh, that you wouldn't think of that they would have to deal with. But I like the fact that they bring up you know, it's three weeks in, they bring up the fact we've only got a week and a half of coal reserves left. After that, our power plants are going offline. Yep. You know, how many female coal miners do you know of? Exactly. Well, and that's, again, it's like when I was talking to one of my sisters about this and she was like, it wouldn't be that bad. I'm like, girl, who are you going to get to fix your car? You can't fix your car. How many women do you know that can fix your car? You're going to have to go out and find a woman who can fix your car. And let me get tell you, she's going to be in high demand. Yeah. You know, and just with the way it happened so instantaneously, mm-hmm. it, you know, there are all these other ramifications that are more like a zombie apocalypse type situation. You know, it's like, and I never considered the fact that if we were in a zombie apocalypse type situation, New York would be underwater. I never oh, even absolutely. thought about that. <laughs> absolutely, because those the subways, they absolutely have to be pumped free of water on a regular basis. That's why when it comes a heavy rainstorm, the subways flood. Mm-hmm. Well, Just like, like you know, recently, Washington, when DC is built on a marsh, yeah, you know, not stable. You know, you know what's funny is if if this show wasn't just all everything with a Y chromosome and it was just like half the population disappeared, it'd be the same problem or close to it. Um, you would have more um, diversification in um, knowledge and know-how because, again, there are still a lot of uh, job sectors, not just in America, but worldwide, that are still male dominated to a very large degree so if they all if they all die off and we've got one woman who knows how to run a nuclear power plant we're still fucked absolutely 100% it's just you know like I think a lot of people are going to misinterpret the, the reality of the show and think like oh they're just trying to say women can't take care of the world after men are gone and that's not at all no, the case because it's if, just if, if it was flipped on its head we'd still have the same fucking problem in different areas right because there are things that women do that men don't typically have jobs in exactly you know and it's just you're going to run into problems i'm like you know imagine when you leave your husband at home alone with your two toddlers for a weekend and come back and what a freaking disaster you walk back into imagine if we all just dropped off the face of the earth they would be fucked all the kids would be fucked 
So, yeah, there's, I mean, there's certain issues on each side. And I think the women are pulling together and doing very well. But I also like how they didn't, you know, there aren't a bunch of women out there, you know, holding hands and singing Kumbaya, you know, well, because all the men are gone. I'm sure there we, are some. I was but say, we might see them because I know in the comic, which I know they're not going to do in the show, but in the comic, um, there were a bunch of women that were uh, uh, sitting around with candles and like kind of in a way praying to the Washington Monument. Um, obviously not, uh, not every woman clearly, because that's the glory of the show is that, you know, there's so much difference when it comes to what each group of women is doing. And so there were a bunch of women that were just like, it's a phallic symbol. We're going to praise it and hope we can get our men back or some shit. Well, there's a whole nother group called the Amazons, which I really hope we fucking see soon. Oh, no, we will. I mean, I know there are people that have been cast as Amazons. Oh, sh okay. Okay. Didn't know that. Did not know that. Yeah, I don't. Even, I don't even want to tell you what they're about, Betty. I just want you to see it. I have a pretty good idea. Um, I'm personally a big fan of the Amazons, but not for the reasons you think. Um, but oh, uh, really, yeah, they're they're not they're not the hero of the show. I can tell you that in any mm. way, shape, or form. Not surprised. But um, yeah, I I don't I like. I that that last shot in episode three has me so fucking excited for episode four. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that that three thirty five three fifty three fifty five Jesus Christ is willing to go to that extent to keep York safe. Oh, there's so much coming, Betty. There's so much coming that I'm so excited for you to see. Yeah, when that helicopter went down. I mean, again, this is. This is my fierce female side because as soon as uh, those two helicopter pilots were in that room, I was like, oh, them bitches are going to have to die. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I knew exactly what she was doing when she handed out them medals. I was like, oh, girls, it was good knowing you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, you know, so, loose yeah. lips sink ships, man. And 355, nut fucking knows that. So, yeah, I mean... I love all the strong females in this. Even Amber Tamblin. She's a great yeah. actress. Oh, I, she plays a cunt so well. Oh, yes, she does. <laughs> I hate that bitch. Somebody, I, somebody online was just like, so what? Is this show like Nancy Pelosi versus, uh, 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 they said, a, um, uh, who was the fucking character or the person's name in real life that's like super fucking MAGA-ish that looks like her? Drawn a blank, but they said her name and they were oh, just like Megan McCain. Yes, 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 yes. It was like, is it Nancy Pelosi versus Megan McCain? I'm like, I'm sure that was part of the inspiration, but relax. Oh, I thought she was supposed to be like a, a chubby Ivanka Trump. I mean, we could go that route too. It's uh -uh. It's, it's that strong MAGA type because she even calls her a, a, a calls that woman a rhino. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, and look at what she was talking about in the very beginning about, you know, our, you know, our boys, our boys, our children in general. Okay. Lady, first of all, it's our ch children in general. We do subject our kids to some horrible stereotypes, but you, and these women are very pervasive where we come from. They want to be accepted by the conservative men in their lives. 
they've been told this is normal and it's okay and you should look down on other women who don't meet our standards you know um so her character isn't isn't anything new again you know that's she's a She's an Appalachian Karen, basically. She just yeah, she, smack her. <laughs> she's a hundred percent a stereotype, and I love that she is. I love that she's a very standard white blonde stereotype. I'm I'm happy conservative. There we go. That's what the word I was looking for. They have a descriptive word. I mean, Maya Maya said it best. Cunt. Um, pardon my language, but she is, and she'll be a threat through the entire show, or at least until she's gone somehow. But what about York, though? Why? <sighs> so, I'm going to let you know right now. I expected this... him to be a little more manly. I, I just want to say right now. I expected him to be a little bit more... I I don't know. I mean, he I, he, I definitely wouldn't want him on my team in the zombie apocalypse. You oh, know? I think that's what makes him such an interesting character for this, to me, is that... He is the most unlikely person for the scenario. Mm -hmm. Here's the crazy thing in the comic. He never isn't that character. Like he never, like there's a couple times where he steps up just a little bit to help, but nine times out of 10, 99 times out of a hundred, let's decrease that percentage. Um, yeah, because he's done nothing but kind of aggravate the fuck out of me since the very start. <laughs> he will do that till the end of the show. I absolutely promise you that. Um, I don't think he ever wasn't that in the comic. He was always kind of a little whiny, uh, a little of moronic making decisions that would have to fucking force 355 to bail his ass out. He even made a couple decisions in the comic that characters killed. Again, don't know if they're gonna do that for the show, but for the I sake mean, of the comic, like it's so you know, you being makes, annoyed by him. He makes Luke from Star Wars look like Captain America compared to him. <laughs> well, in, in Luke Skywalker's defense, he was just whiny. He was uh, so but whiny. he yeah, but he had he had sack. Oh you yeah, know, for that's lack the of thing. a better term. He he, he was he had, nuts, he had bravery and courage out his ass. He had some cojones. York has no cojones. <laughs> He's yeah. I no wonder Beth left him. That was just a fun time for her. That was it. And I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I do want to forewarn you that if you're annoyed with him in the first three episodes, you're going to be annoyed with him until either the show ends or the cancel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that feeling because he's definitely not, you know, I know what some of the feminists, feminists have been spouting and been, you know, conjecturing he is definitely not, you know, coming in and taking charge and doing the man thing. Yeah, that is not this character. This um, is the dude that's still attached to his mommy's apron strings, and you just want to choke him. Yeah, this is this is not the dude that you're you're like. I know he's the last guy, but can we talk about those uh, sperm banks again? Because. I don't think I want this one passing on his genetics. <laughs> that That is actually something I want to commend the show on that, that the comic does not do. And I'd love to hear if Brian K. Vaughn like really, really likes that edition. Um, Cause they never touch on the sperm banks in the comics at all. And I know sperm banks existed in 2001 or 2002. It's not like it was a, 
newfangled concept like in oh, 2010. God, no. um, but he, it, it never really gets talked about in the comic, as far as I remember. Uh, so the fact that they're having completely new characters kind of talk about the fucking sperm banks and what they're going to do, I'm like, oh my God, yeah, go into that a little bit. So I'm really happy with that. Which is also an interesting thing because nine times out of ten when a, a comic book or, or, or a novel goes to TV, they leave out a bunch of stuff. But this show is putting in a bunch of stuff the comic never touches on. So I'm like, cool, let's do that. That's neat. Maybe it's just something he didn't think about. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I, but I it's that... something every woman would have immediately been like, uh, yeah, sperm banks. How do you think half of us get pregnant to begin with? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's the other thing is like I'd like to know if the if if sperm are still viable after this. Like like if a woman get uh, is pregnant with, you know, something and then the, that that baby has a Y chromosome, does it just is it just dead? Like does it Yeah, that's what I want to know too, which is why they're looking at the genesis. I yeah, love that, what 355 had to say about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Well, why don't we go ahead and, and give uh, any final thoughts and a grade, um, and then we'll get on out of here. Uh, Maya, why don't you go ahead and first on this one? Go ahead and go first. Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm a, absolutely an A. Um, really loving it so far. They're not, they're not holding back with the viscera they're not holding back with uh just the the sheer scope of you know legitimate terror and chaos uh it's being presented in a way we've not seen before and i'm enjoying it uh, i'm also you know personally enjoying the representation side of things and how you know chromosomes and your gender they're not linked you right. know, it's it doesn't matter what gender you are. It matters in this world what chromosomes you have. Yeah. And, you know, um, and to the point where, you know, post this event, people are going to see a man and assume, okay, well, that's a transgender man. Whereas prior to the event, they would you know, assume that they were cisgendered automatically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's it's going to flip that on its head. Uh, I like that. Uh, but, you know, having read the comic, and it's been 15 years since I've read the comic, uh, I want to reread it uh, mm-hmm. so it'll be fresh in my mind because there's a lot of details I've forgotten. I want to compare it, but I'm hoping, you know, that this this show gets its full run. That they get to do the full story that the comic told, and in in the way that the showrunners have done this, uh, you know, uh, you know, if they do each episode like an issue of the comic, it'll be a six season, sixty episode series. Uh, I don't think it has to be that drawn out. I'm sure you could do it in probably four seasons, maybe yeah. five. Uh, but I'm definitely excited. I hope it does well. Uh, I've already been telling everybody about it. You know, I, I, I forgot that it came out Monday, and I, then I thought, oh, okay, that comes on Hulu tonight. No, it's streaming on Hulu 
-hmm. I thought it came on FX uh, on the on the channel itself. And I got to looking on my Sling account, and I was like, I'm not seeing it. And then I flipped over to Hulu, and it's like, Why the Last Man? There it is. Three episodes ready to go. It's like, oh, I didn't realize that at all. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm super excited. It's a lot of fun. Uh, horrible, horrible things to, or just things that you wouldn't think of, a typical person wouldn't think of, are brought to your attention, and it's just, I want more of it, and I want it now. I hate this week to week shit sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Betty? Oh, I loved it, and again, it, it had me very captured from the start. You know, because. Uh, you can definitely, in my opinion, tell that there are a lot of women working on this because they touched on a lot of things that, you know, as a female viewer, I'm going to want to see. Um, and it's, I mean, it, it's really well done. I like the fact that York is not, you know, a man's man that you know he's he's definitely the one who needs taking care of in this he's situation. gonna cry more than some of the other characters oh honest. i absolutely see that coming he's, he's already cried Jack and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah bless his heart you know yeah. it's um you know but i think 355 right now is my favorite character i love her she's so badass i want to be her when i grow up you know, I mean, um, I can I can say this right now. The two characters that I remember the most out of the comic are three five five and 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 uh, scientist man. I don't remember her first name for the life of me, but I remember her character quite extensively. Yeah, I want to say Leslie, but I don't think it's Leslie. I think it's Allison. No, it's Allison. Allison. It's yeah. Allison Man. Leslie Man is Jed Apatow's wife. Right, <laughs> right. So yeah, Leslie Man are the two that yeah, her and, and three five five, which you haven't met. Uh, no, but, yet, I've, but she's been mentioned. She's yeah. the geneticist. And, you know, again, I, I'm very curious to see where this goes. And all these factions that, you know, again, we have our own stereotypes about what people with Y chromosomes are like. And it's going to blow away some of the stereotypes. And it's probably going to get ugly. And there's going to be some people who don't like it. But I think it's fascinating. And so far with just these three episodes, I definitely give it an A plus. I'm excited to see what's coming next. I do not like York, but the women definitely make up for what he's lacking. <laughs> what about you, Greg? Uh, Mira, what you guys say? Like, I, 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 I got to give it an A and not an A plus because again, I'm not super into all the gossipy stuff. Um, I get why it's there and it's important because, you know, to, to, to get you into a show, to get you to care about characters, you have to care about the characters and to get you to care about characters, you have to learn about those characters. And unfortunately, that's not something that gets me into a show. So, uh, that kind of stuff I'm, I'm, I was like very passively watching cause I'm just like, I, 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 like, I just didn't care. But, um, aside from that, like there are some moments in the show that I was just like, like glued fucking 100% glued because I just I was like what's going to happen next and that's something as as a fan of the comic like I love that I don't know what's going to happen next I love that they're just taking it with a little bit of turning to put a little twist on it so I'm like ooh, how is this going to play out um, I'm glad that we got new characters to fucking care about and, and new angles to take things in this 
would you call it like a half apocalypse? Like, is it is it apocalyptic? Can you consider it apocalyptic? Yes, I would say half or even a little more than half of the population dying apocalyptic. off. It's very <laughs> apocalyptic because, again, you're going to have problems, even if it was just men and women together, even if half the population, like, you know, Thanos just came down and said, half of you are gone. We would not be in a good place. Right. You know? I know the Marvel Universe makes it look like all the nuclear power plants didn't explode, but there would be some bad things that would happen. <laughs> yeah, Marvel Marvel definitely takes things a little lighter than this show is even going to remotely touch. Like that's again why I love uh, when I tell people to read comics. I don't always mean superhero stuff. Like why the Last Man, Preacher, uh, fuck the boys, um, uh, Sandman. Sandman, fucking fantastic, very mature themed content that is getting turned into stuff that people don't even realize that they were comics. Uh, my buddy the other day, I was telling him about the show and he was just like, do they, did they just take the idea of uh, last man on earth with, with uh, Will Forte and turn it into their own thing? And I was like, well, if anything, last man on earth, um, would have ripped off of why the last man since the comic was written in 2002. Yeah. So. And I don't think it's fair to convince to because there's still men alive and there's still yeah. women alive. That's the whole basis of last man on earth. He was not the last man on earth. That's not what made that show. Yeah, exactly. I love that show, by the way. I thought that show was hilarious. So. Right. Uh, Oh, the, the other the other fucking mature comic that got turned into a fantastic show, um, Resident Alien. A Nosferatu and Sweet Tooth are two other ones I can think of. Oh yes, yeah, Sweet Tooth. I forgot about that one. Anyway, point I'm getting at is that comics aren't just superheroes. So comics aren't just for kids. Yeah, there's so much more. So much more. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, A A from me, A from my, and A plus from Betty. Is that what we got? Yeah. righty. Um. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So yeah. Episode four on Monday, and uh, what if on Wednesday? That's what we're going to be talking about next week. Um. It's episode seven of what if? If we add a movie or a TV show, you can check that out on the uh, social medias that we have linked down below. Um. And you can follow us there and communicate with us and let let us know what you thought of the shows as well. Uh. If you're looking to buy some merch since the winter season is coming around the corner, there there are some well, cold themed skip gear. fall. Did I say winter? I meant fall. <laughs> yeah, you said winter. <laughs> I just yeah, skip right past the whole season. My favorite season to be specific. Uh but yeah, so there's uh there's hoodies, I believe. I think uh, mm -hmm. we were talking about like if I don't know if Teespring has scarves and, and beanies, but if they do, we'll see what we can do. Um, but yeah, go check out the Teespring store, see if there's uh, something you want to buy and, and let us know because uh, we'll uh, we'll share your picture on our social media if you want to. Um, if you have it on your social media, we'll definitely you know give you a retweet or, or uh, uh, um, we'll link it to ours essentially is what I was trying to say and, and uh, show it off. Um, also, uh, go to your go to our YouTube channel. Uh, give this video of the podcast a little like if you listen to a uh, different platform. Um, helps out the algorithm, helps us. You know the drill. You know how that works out. Uh, and subscribe to it. 
Um, but that's all I have in my notes. Maya, where can folks find you? They can find me on Facebook under my name. It's a public profile. So if they want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, they can do so. Uh, you can also catch me on three other podcasts. Uh, all three on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. Uh, every Wednesday. Uh, alternating Wednesdays. Uh, one week it's figure banging. The next week it's shelf gravy. Uh, they've invited me to be a permanent part of that. And that's awesome. And, you know, it's where we come and work on creative things like painting or sculpting or building, creating dioramas. Um, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. We just sit there and BS and give tips on techniques with a live chat. Uh, you know, if people ask how to do certain things. It's uh, more of an instructive kind of thing on how to do things. And it's a lot of fun. Uh, figure Bangin's a live action figure review show and uh, Nerd Lot Syndicate every Friday. Oh, sorry. Figure Bangin is at 9.30 p.m. on every other Wednesday. Shelf Gravy is at 9 p.m. every other Wednesday. And every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, Nerd Life Syndicate, where we talk about a variety of topics in pop culture and entertainment, comics, TV shows, movies, toys, etc., etc. Um, but yeah, that's everywhere you can find me, aside from here, of course. What about you, Benny? Uh, you can find me on Facebook under Betty Badger Ogletree, or you can find me on Twitter at Bright Betty. And that's it. That's all I'm doing. What about you, Greg? Uh, you can find me on all socials under Chub Rock Geek. Uh, you can also find me doing stuff with Mission Start on the Mission Start Tubes YouTube channel or the Mission Start podcast with Anthony. Uh, I'm hoping to record a review for Psychonauts 2 here soon. I've been kind of slacking on it with everything going on. Um, but hopefully I can get that to him soon and we can have that uploaded. Uh, you can also find me on the road driving legally now uh, with my driver's license and all that jazz. So, you know, that's exciting, which... I'm not even joking. I have misplaced my temporary license. Um, so mm. I'll have to find that when I'm recording. I don't know where the fuck that went. Is it over here? No, it's not it's over there. Your, it's up your ass and to the left. I genuinely don't see it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, next week, what if episode seven? Why last man episode four? We're all excited about both. We're all the three of us are excited about those two shows. Again, <laughs> if we if we add a movie or something extra to the list, we will let you know on social media as quickly as we can. I meant to do that this week and I completely spaced, but knowing what's been going on, it makes sense. Um, but yeah, guys, I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, again, thank you so much for listening and we'll, we'll see you next time. Peace, love, and polypops. Take care, everybody.